Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tina and Caitlin's podcast, even though this is the first and only episode. Uh, today we're going to talk about the book The Color Purple. Let's get into it. Okay, so The Color Purple takes place in Georgia, in the South, um, in like the early to mid-1900s. And it starts with um, the main character, Celie, and her sister, Nettie, and her family at um, Pa's house, which is her, like, dad. And it's just a really bad situation that she's in. And Celie gets um, raped by Pa a lot and just assaulted and all these things. And um, she's very protective over her sister, Nettie. And so when... She sees Pa looking at Nettie like he wants to rape her. She puts herself under the bar, the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really wants to make sure that Nettie doesn't have to go through that. Um, then the story goes on a little bit, and their mom, who is with them, dies. And later, Celie gets married off to this guy, who in the book, it says, like, Mr. and then a blank line because she doesn't refer to him, like, by his name, which is actually Albert. And um, because she didn't choose to be his wife, it's not a good situation either. He beats her a lot and rapes her, too, and just has her, like, do all the housework. That's pretty much what she's good for in watching his kids. Yeah, the children don't really appreciate her or like her. One of the scenarios is... His kid threw a rock at her head and <laughs> cracked her head open. And she wasn't really treated for it at all. She just kept moving on with her life. No, and I remember Mr. – we'll call him Mr. Blank said, like, don't do that to the kid. But he didn't do – he didn't, like, have any consequences for the kid. Or, like, knocking her out with a rock. <laughs> and then Nettie is still with Pa, right? Yeah. And Nettie runs away then. Yep. And then when Nettie runs away, she comes to Celie and Mr. Blank and just is with them for a little while. But Nettie wants to move on to bigger and better things. So she goes to find work and a family. Mm-hmm. And Celie still stays there. Partially because she's not one to really stand up for herself and partially because she knows that's like where she mm-hmm. needs to be for her to be safe and well, not necessarily. She's safe, not going to be in, like, a better situation necessarily yeah. if she runs away. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, so, Mr. Blank's son, Harpo, finds this, I think he's, like, a teenager. Yep. He finds this girl, Sophia, and he decides that he wants to get married to her. And she is really, like, bullheaded and strong and... Stands up for herself and everything. She's really presented as, like, an Amazon woman. like a, Yeah, like a warrior. Mm-hmm. She's really, like, built, I think. Yeah. Like, she's... Celie sees her almost as, like, a man. Like, she is a man, but she's a woman. Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole thing with Harpo. Um, well, Celie told Harpo to beat Sophia to get her to act the way Harpo wanted And then um, Sophia, when Harpo tried to, like, 
beat her. Sophia was like, that is not happening. <laughs> and um, then she went and confronted Celia about it. And then they eventually, like, became friends after that. Yeah. They... And while this whole thing is happening... Um, so Albert used to have this old, like, girlfriend kind of thing, and her name is Suge, and she's, like, a singer. She travels all over the country, and um, I think she's the mother of some of his kids, yeah. right? No, she's she's a mother, and they gave her kids away oh. because she didn't want to be a mother at the time. Yeah, well, anyways, they're still, like, kind of a thing, but... Um, Celie ends up, like, seeing pictures of her and everything, and Celie's, like, obsessed with her. She, like, wears fur coats and lives this lavish lifestyle, and Celie just thinks she's so pretty and so cool, and... Yeah, she really just adores Suge so much, and so Suge became sick and came to stay with... Well, before that, Suge, like, came home. Actually came home. Oh, yeah. To him, and, um... At first, Suge was, like, very mean. She was really mean to Celie, and Celie still kind of, like, adored her, but she was treating Celie really badly. And the reason for that was because Suge still has, like, love for Mr. Blank, and Celie is his wife, so Suge doesn't really appreciate her at all because (laughs) Suge wants to be his wife, but doesn't want the baggage of Mr. Blank. Mm-hmm. Because he only listens to what his father says for him to do. He yeah. doesn't speak up for himself at all. That's why Suge never married Mr. Blank. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was a thing where Sophia and Har- Harpo are still having some problems with, like, who wears the pants in the relationship. And so then Sophia ends up leaving like, far away. For a very long for, time. For a long time, and Harpo's by himself. And Harpo ends up starting this, like, little diner, cafe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he also gets this new girlfriend, and her name is Squeak. That's what he calls her, is Squeak. And um, they kind of just take over their business, and I think they get married. Um, no, they don't get married because um, Sophia comes back, and he's later in the book and they're still husband and wife oh yeah so Sophia comes back and um there's a kind of a little fiasco there with Sophia and Squeak getting in some disagreements because Sophia's still his wife and yeah Sophia punched Squeak in the face and like knocked out her teeth (laughs) yeah yeah um and then Sophia gets in some trouble with the mayor and gets arrested. Yeah, they got she got into another fight with his wife and him and then got put in jail. Yeah, and then she was in jail for like a really long time and then when she came she came back out but she was like kind of like a servant to the mayor's family, yeah. which is weird for her. So then after Shug got over her sickness, she was sick for a little while, her, Celie and Shug became, like, closer friends, mm-hmm. and they talked more about Mr. Blank and just everything, why that situation. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, Suge discovers that um, Mr. Blank has been keeping these letters. So Celie's sister, Nettie, has been gone for a long time, and she's been writing Celie these letters, like, all the time. And been she's been mailing them to her, but um, Mr. Blank didn't want Celie to see them, so he's been hiding them this whole time. And Suge finally finds that out, and so she has Celie read all these letters that she's missed for so long. And when she sees them, she's just so amazed because Nettie's had this whole life where she um, she moved, she got picked up by these, like, missionary people yep. who also happened to be parenting Celie's children with Pa. Yep, she just didn't know that at the time. That will come later in the story. Yeah. And anyway, she's been, she went on a missionary trip with them. She's, for the most of her letters, she's been in Africa in this Olinka village. And um, they are very, like, traditional in their tribal. Yep. So every time that the missionaries that Nettie stays with try to, like, fix or, like, change their lifestyle, they do not add it into their Yeah, they lives. do not like it. And that goes along with, like, imperialism, too. And going back to Celie, her and Shug become very, very, very close. And it at some point, it changes from a friendship to more of a relationship. Or, like, more of a sexual relationship and mm -hmm. just not, like... Just friends. Like, yeah. They, they sleep in the same bed. They don't talk to their husbands much yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. And um, so then um, Sophia comes back home from being a servant and her kids with Harpo like don't like her at all anymore pretty much. They don't really know who she is. They're kind of mad at her because she's been gone for pretty much their whole childhoods. And so Sophia has a hard time with that. The only kid that really likes her anymore, which is weird, is Squeaks and Harpo's kid, who actually warms up to her. But none of her kids really like her that much anymore. Mm -hmm. And Suge and Celie, they end up moving to Memphis. To get away from... Mr. Blank, pretty much it's to get away from him and to start their own life. They go to, um, well, first Celie stands up to Mr. Blank finally for treating her so bad all these years. She really go goes at him and, like, like puts a curse on him. him. <laughs> and um, so her and Shug move to Memphis in Shug's, like, really nice house. Yeah. Squeak and um, Shug's old husband, they get together as well and then they move to Panama and start a drug business <laughs> <laughs> yeah and while that's happening Celie and Suge kind of start this pants business because Celie's been really into like making pants and she makes all kinds of pants yep she started making pants because she didn't when she found out that Mr. Blank was keeping all of these letters from her she wanted to like kill him and so making pants was sort of a release to make those thoughts go away and not actually hurt him or anything. Mm -hmm. So Nettie just keeps 
writing all these letters and she's getting, Celie's getting all these letters. And Nettie found out that their paw actually is not their paw. Yeah, and there was this whole thing, pretty much, um, their, her and Nettie's real dad was a guy who got, like, lynched. Mm-hmm. And um, their mom was, like, so crazy after that and everything happened that their actual pa, like, moved, like, stepped right in there and just kind of made himself, like, their new mm-hmm. pa. And so this he's is, not their real dad. This is when Celie finds out that Nettie is doing all of this missionary stuff with Celie's actual children that she had while pa was raping her. So, Pa, she goes and talks to her Pa about this, and he just says he didn't want to burden them with all of this Mm -hmm. since they were children. And he also has this new, like, 15-year-old little girlfriend (laughs) thing, which is just weird. (laughs) And then, so, the story just progresses. She keeps getting letters, and life goes on. She, Pa ends up dying, and... Celie finds out that the property that he was on was actually hers after all. So when her actual father was lynched, she he left the property for Celie's mother. But when Celie's mom died, it actually went to her, but Pa didn't tell her that and he kept the house. Mm-hmm. So when Pa died, it actually just went to Celie. And so she was getting the house ready and stayed where he was to get the house ready for Nettie mm-hmm. to come home. Because she was really excited, too, because Nettie was going to come home from her mission trip, and they were going to live together and be together finally because they've spent so many years, like, not with each other anymore. Mm-hmm. She was going to meet her children, and they were all just going to live in that house. And uh, while she's doing this, Suge went back to her house and was just, like, touring because she's, she's a singer. She's a popular singer everywhere. So she's just touring. She's doing all of this fun stuff. She's at her own house. Sorry about the bell. (laughs) So after Celie gets the house, she did all that. And then Suge, after a little while, leaves Celie for a 19-year-old boy that just works for her. And Celie is just, like, heartbroken. Like, she is lost she mm-hmm. does not know what she to was do. pretty much like in love with Suge at this yeah, point like completely yeah so that like takes such a toll on her and then she gets a letter and it says that uh Nettie died while she was on the ship with her family on the way like to back to America to be with Celie she gets a letter that the ship actually sank, and so she's just absolutely devastated. Like, it, like, there was nothing to describe, like, the rock-bottom feeling that came to her when, like, Suge left her. That was her, like, love. Like, the only person she's ever felt that much love for other than Nettie, and both of those people that she just loved so much died, as well as her children, who she's never met. Mm-hmm. So, after After this, Suge isn't really there, so she becomes friends with Mr. Blank again, and Suge kind of comes home, and Mm -hmm. 
but it's different because they're just friends at this point. Yeah, and because she left her for a night a 19-year-old boy, so it's yeah. just, like, those feelings still. Well, in the letters, even though Celie thinks she died, all of the letters that Celie wrote were returned to her when the letter came that mm-hmm. uh Nettie so died. she was pretty sure that she had died too yeah. because she never Nettie never got any of those letters that Celie had been writing. So throughout all of these years, like there there were many years, <laughs> they never actually talked to each other ever. Yeah. So they thought they were, but they were not. Yeah, because Nettie was writing all these letters and Celie finally got them after such a long time. But um when Celie was reciprocating the letters Nettie just never ended up seeing them. In one of the letters, Adam, who is Celie's child, got married to Tashi, part of the uh, African tribal group, yeah. the Alinka. They got they got married after like quite the fiasco of like <laughs> arguing with each other about whether or not they get married. Tashi got a scar on her face of her tribe, and she was so worried to go to back to America because all of the women there, their faces were perfect. They didn't have scars or anything. Mm-hmm. And she thought Adam was going to leave her. But And the scar was part of the female like ritual with her tribe. Like all the females there would end up getting a scar. And so it wasn't something that they were used to in America, but it's just something that she'd always grown up with in Africa. And then, so, Adam ends up getting the same scar to, like, coax Tashi into marrying him. Like, with in solidarity with her. Yep. So then, after he does that, she knows he's not going to leave her. And so, they get married, and Tashi comes back to America with him. And then, it kind of closes with Nettie just showing up at Seely, at Mr. Blank's house where Celie is, because that's where she thinks she lives and she was there it's this big hallelujah moment because she thought that she was dead that whole time so suge is there even though they're not together she still appreciates the friendship that they have because she wouldn't want to lose her even though she loves her so because she loves her so much and then Celie shows up at the house and just i mean Nettie shows up at the house and they're just Mm mm-hmm I okay. So something that I really liked with this book was that there was always so much going on and you know that summary was like really long it's just cuz there's so much stuff that happens in it and a lot of it are like big plot twist things too and you just it's it's really unexpected and it's unique in that way that a lot of times you don't see what's happening like coming yeah you're just reading it you're not gonna get bored there's so much stuff that just grabs your attention throughout the entire thing Mm -hmm. I also really liked how it gave an insight into that time period especially with um black women and how they were treated then as well as like in Africa with the missionaries it was a whole different perspective 
um, in America, in Georgia, and in Africa, but um, it was at the same time period with the same, like, family, so there was a connection there. I like that it started, like, just right off the bat. There wasn't a long, drawn-out introduction that I just wanted to stop reading after three pages. It just started right off the bat, and I just didn't want to stop reading because I cared so much for the characters just Mm -hmm. right off, like, the first page. Yeah, you really get to know them, and you really um, kind of bond yourself with the characters. There's just, like, you feel so much for their situation. Like, you could be there. There's so much detail. Yeah. And then I something I don't really, I didn't really like or was, like, hard for me was the... A little bit of a struggle. Yeah, the writing. It was, it was a little, like, hard to understand because it, the grammar wasn't very good mm-hmm. and just... It is written, and it was written this way on purpose, but it's written in the perspective of, like, how a black woman in the South who didn't really get an education would write, and it's choppy, and some of the words aren't really words, but um, once you, I think that once you, like, read it for a while, you can kind of get the hang of it more. Um, It's just a little bit hard at first. And it's, it's slower to read than something with, like, normal, complex sentences. It really, like, surprised me how much Celie and Nettie's, like, language differed. Like, Celie's was very, like, not good. And then yeah. <laughs> Nettie's was very on point. Like, it was very yeah. proper. And there were a lot of words that even Celie said that in um, Nettie's letters – there would be a lot of words that Celie wouldn't know, and so she'd just have to guess what they were because Nettie got the education that Celie didn't get. Yeah. Celie was taken out of school, so Nettie kept going because that's just what Pa decided. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Some objections to this novel. Um, a lot of, like, black men and a few black women say that it gives a misleading picture of blacks in America during that time and it distorts their history and that there was so much sexual abuse and like just like abuse in general and that's just not what happened um some most black women though they defended it because it was a good like representation of what happened just they didn't want to release that kind of yeah, sort of I think for a lot of the critics, it's like they don't want themselves painted in that light during that time. Yeah, and just because that was the history of like what happened doesn't mean it's now. Yeah, and even with there was um, some like racism in that time, and in the book there was some racism too. Like there was this the mayor's wife didn't want to be seen in the same like car with this black woman and so but that's like what really happened and people don't always want to be painted in that light but that was the reality then and that's why it was so supported by all by most black women because they were understood by everyone Mm -hmm. when people read the book and also a quote by oprah who played sophia in the actual movie She said, this movie is not trying to represent the history of black people in this country any more than the Godfather was trying to represent the history of Italian-Americans. In this case, it is one woman's story. So it might not have happened for everyone. It might not have been that same way. But this is just like one 
woman's story. So, some praise for the novel um, came from, there's a website where Victoria Bond wrote this article about it, and she says, for black women especially, loving means placing the needs of others above our own, and she talks about that and how that was portrayed in The Color Purple, and with Suge and Seeley, with, um, with their relationship, and um, then she goes on to talk about in The Color Purple, it, it shows how self-love, like Celie needed to love herself and accept herself in order to, like, love Suge, and she says love and sexual satisfaction flow from self-esteem. And so, um, as a concept, sexual fluidity privileges female desire while neutering compulsory heterosexuality. So it's kind of like a shocking little change for Suge and um, Celie with that. But it just kind of promotes that feeling of, like, putting themselves, like, first instead of just being with their husbands because they are told to. So one really important passage I thought was on page 196 and it's Suge and Celie at Suge's house in Memphis and they're talking about like spirituality and um, I think Suge starts to make like a little move on Celie and Celie kind of draws back um, but Shug says, so in this letter, Seely says, oh, she say, God love all them feelings. That's some of the best stuff God did. And when you know God loves them, you enjoys them a lot more. You can just relax, go with everything that's going, and praise God by liking what you like. God don't think it dirty, I asked. Nah, she say, God made it. Listen, God love everything you love and a mess of stuff you don't. But more than anything else, God love admiration. You saying God vain, I ask? Nah, she say, not vain, just wanting to share a good thing. I think it pisses God off if you walk by the color purple in a field somewhere and don't notice. What it do when it pissed off, I asked. Oh, it makes something else. People think pleasing God is all God care about. But any fool living in the world can see is always trying to please us back. And I think that was just like a really interesting take on spirituality by Shug. Because in this whole book, um, Celie addresses all of her letters, well, at the beginning, until she finds Nettie's letters, addresses all of her letters to God, and she's always, like, asking, why is this, why is this happening to me, and, like, trying to please God, but Suge just comes up with this really interesting idea that, like, God likes it when you put yourself first, and... God likes beautiful things, and if that means, like, sexual, then that's how, that's how it is. And also that, that um, God also wants to be loved and does, the, does things to please us. I just thought that was a really interesting take. Another really important passage was on page 206. It says, I curse you. I say, what that mean, he say. I say, until you do right by me, everything you touch will crumble. 
He laugh. Who you think you is, he say. You can't curse nobody. Look at you. You black, you poor, you ugly, you a woman. Goddamn, he say. You nothing at all. Until you do right by me, I say. Everything you, you even dream about will fail. I give it to him straight, just like it come to me. And it seemed to come to me from the trees. Whoever hear of such a thing, he say, Mr. Blank. I probably didn't whoop your ass enough. This was such a important passage because for this entirety of the book, Celie just let him say and do whatever he wanted to her. And so at this point, Celie just really goes off on him and just lets herself free of anything and everything he's ever done to her. Yeah, she's really fed up with him. And so after all this time, she's finally like, this is, look what you've done to me. And like, this is it. Yeah. Like, you you will be, there will be consequences for what you've done to me, yeah. whether it be spiritual or... Yeah, and you deserve nothing. The law. Yep. So with this book, because there's a lot of mature things in it that happen, mature situation, mature talk, um, and even, like... People in our grade can't always talk about, like, the first page. People can't talk about it in a serious manner because it talks about, like, it like just, right away, yeah. paw-raping Seely. It's just one of those books that I think you have to have a level of maturity to be able to read or else you're not going to get it. You're not going to take anything from it. I don't think people, like, kids that are in middle school, definitely not me when I was in middle school, I wouldn't have really been able to connect with the book at all because that really wasn't something that was talked about with Mm -mm. me or just even like referenced at all in any of my like classes and like just my life I never talked about like rape or like Mm -hmm. even much like slavery or anything like that and just like yeah black culture yeah it's not something that's talked about like casually and so I think, um, like, I think you'd have to be at least above seventh grade to really get the most out of this book. Not that a sixth grader couldn't, because sixth graders sometimes, there can be sixth graders more mature than people in our grade. So yeah. I think it really just depends on the person and if you think that you're ready yeah. to, like, take it seriously and actually. I think seventh grade would be, honestly, the minimum, Yeah. like, I would let someone read the book just because of, like, the language and just, like, how in-depth she describes everything. She does describe the things that happened to her um, very in-depth. Like, it's really, you get her point of view. Like, you understand completely how she feels through how she writes about what happens to her. And then the writing quality, also, I think it plays into that. A sixth grader, if they go to read the book, I don't know if they'll actually understand very well. Mm -hmm. Because it was difficult for me to read. Yeah, me too. I'm a sophomore. But a seventh grader, if they go to read that and they're just regularly reading the book, I don't don't know if they really understand. Yeah, and even with us, it takes a couple times on some passages to really get the meaning of it because – your brain doesn't want to read things like that mm-hmm. because it's more of a talking style. 
um, and it's not like full sentences. It's something that makes the book really unique, I think. And to some people, they may not like it or may struggle with it a lot. But I think it, if it was written any other way, I don't think that it would be, it would really take you to that place and that position that she's in in that time period. Yeah, it just all makes sense in, written that way. Just if it was like a proper, like, like an English paper, like that wouldn't, it wouldn't get the point across as no. well as it does here. And for that reason, I don't think it really connects to any other books or films. Or no, it's TV it's really shows. something of its own, I think. It's really unique in a lot of different aspects. It has its own um, movie, like Oprah was in, how we said that quote earlier. She plays Sophia. And I think I've heard that that does a really good job of portraying the book. But I just can't, like, make much of a connection to any other book just because of everything that goes on and the comparison between missionaries in Africa and then her in Georgia. There was, yeah, there was just such a unique situation in, in the content of the book that there's nothing that I've really read that would even compare to like, yeah, the book or the movie. I've never seen it, but I'm yeah. guessing. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hope you like it. Bye.